Redo. What are we talking about? Are we being recorded right now? Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Well, first of all, I want to I want to talk about a podcast that I spoke about. I believe it was two weeks ago on the homelessness. I told you this already, but I did it. it was two weeks ago, I believe. I was talking about the um, the homeless individual on the bench and how the community removed the bench and he didn't have a place to stay. And I was really upset about that and because I work with the homeless people. And so I was getting my hair done. You don't work with them. You help well, them. Well, I help them. But, yeah. But anyway, I was getting my hair done. Because if you worked with them, they would have jobs and they wouldn't be homeless. That's not true. That's not necessarily true. Some homeless people do have jobs. They just don't make enough to have a, an apartment. Right. So right. continue. So anyway, we talked about the individual who was on the bench, and I said he wasn't hurting anybody, and we talked about he was in front of a bank and how that could be intimidating or Apparently whatever. he was hurting somebody. Well, I'm getting there. So I went to get my hair done the other day, and it's down there by where this bench is located, and I happened to say to the hairdresser, so it's really sad that they took the bench away, um, that homeless guy was on that bench and she looked at me and said are you serious and I said yeah I said I work in town and when I'm mm -hmm. on my lunch break or whatever on the weekends I spend time with the homeless people and they're nice people and they have great stories and she said well he's not a nice person he's mean and I said did you talk to him and she said that literally when you would walk past him and say hello he would say f you um, he apparently was bipolar, which is okay, um, but it was uncontrolled, and that he was very disrespectful to people, and his mother lives close by, and he has a place to stay, and he chooses not to stay there, and there's like a pallet of his stuff behind these businesses, and that he was jumping on hoods of cars, and he has issues. So let's give a little backstory here quick. For the people that haven't listened to the previous episode about this guy, we she, you were basically saying how you felt bad for this dude because he was out he, out in, in the in cold the weather. weather, blah, 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 whatever. And they took this bench away that he always stayed at, right? And Correct. You, your, your motive was almost like we should give that bench back to him because he's, in your opinion, was overseen as a, a bad person and and all that stuff, but he really was a bad person, but you thought he was well, a good person. Well, nobody's a bad person. He just had obstacles that he had to overcome, but it was by his choice that he sat on that bench every day. And jumped on cars? Yeah, that was his choice too. Okay. So you thought this dude was genuinely just a good, good person because that's how you see people. You see people as they're always good, right? Yes. You always want to see the good, good people. Yes. But came to uh, realize that maybe that wasn't the, the truth and that's what you're talking about now as far as this guy was doing things that he shouldn't have been doing and well I'm not judging him for whatever he did he obviously has mental health issues which is most of us have and we can talk about that but my point of bringing this up is because we talked and I was telling you about those cards and I said just go up to the individual and try to help them and then after this I still say give the cards out anyway, but I what was cards. the friends and family cards. You said, what am I going to do if I go to a gas station? Oh yeah. Has, has anybody done that yet? Um, 
I don't know if anybody's done that. Probably not. But huh. Becky, Becky did reach out to us on our comment page. Yes, Becky, it was Why you. Why is I Becky responded. always on like the chopping block? Everybody, you always call her out. No, I'm responding to a comment that she made on that specific huh. podcast. If you didn't see it, she said, I don't know if I'm the Becky you're talking about. And I said, you are the Becky that I'm talking that about. So that's why I'm bringing Becky's name up. She's not on the chopping block. It's just that she commented on that post. But anyway, I started to think about it. And whatever, you know, was he jumping on cars? And my hairdresser said, you know, he has a history. And I was telling her that I was trying to find a bench. And we were going to put it behind one of the businesses. And she said, Kathy, you can't do that. She said, I like you a lot. But if you put a bench down there, she said, I'm not going to like you anymore. Because that bench will be located right outside the parking lot of the bar next door. And if we all know what bar we're talking about, it's probably not a good place for a homeless person to be sitting with intoxicated people and someone who is not taking their medicine or who could be bipolar. It's a bad situation. And she said, I just want to let you know that some of the community doesn't realize that when you're trying to help someone, sometimes you could be putting them in harm's way. So I reevaluated. And so I'm just going to I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm not saying that he deserved to get the bench taken away. What I'm saying is I don't want some of those listeners to think that it's okay to go out and approach and try to help people if you're not feeling safe. <laughs> like I Basically, it comes down to uh, feel your gut instinct. If you feel right. like everything's uh, fine or you feel comfortable with the situation, It'll by all means do what you got to do. But it comes down to your personal feelings, your emotions, and how you feel about the situation and what you want to do to either help or get yourself out of it. Like, it all comes down to personal reference. So Correct. Yeah. I just want people to understand. Like I don't We're not trying to, to tell people to, to you go better, approach. Yeah, you better go yeah. help that person yeah. just because he's homeless. And, right. No, by all means, do what you feel comfortable doing. Yeah. So I just wanted to clear that up. And hold myself accountable for that. And it's all in perception. And we talked about it at the hair place and somebody else was talking. And it goes back to the news. When we watch the news on TV and we hear one story on one channel and the other side of the story on the other side. And so we really don't know. So the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. So I don't believe that he, I mean, obviously if he was jumping on cars, he has issues. But I just still don't think he's a bad person per se. He's just a person who made the wrong choices. Does that make sense? As long as it makes sense to you, it don't matter to Does me. Does it make sense to you? As long as it makes sense to you okay. and you feel better about the situation. Well, I feel better that I'm telling people about it because I don't judge people, but you do really have to be careful. You just told me earlier not to put myself in situations um, because perception is key if you're in the wrong situation. I don't think you're using that word in the right context. What word? Is it perspective or perception? Perception. Your perception. How you believe something. Are you sure it's is. not your perspective? Your perspective. I'm about to look this up. <laughs> He's going to look that up. But anyway, that now that that's clear, it just brought up a topic uh, that we were discussing, and it was mental health. And Austin was listening to a podcast here before we got... Um, started recording and I was actually talking to a mother who lost her son um, to addiction a couple weeks after Kyle so in 2014 she's going to I was setting up an appointment to, to do a podcast with her she's out of Hanover her name's Gina 
Um, she has a few recovery houses, but she and I were talking and I was kind of telling her a little bit about the podcast. She was telling me some of her stories. She has a lot of avenues that I'm excited to interview her for and get some new information out here on our podcast for those in addiction. She uh, runs some recovery houses. She has a community center. She's facing some challenges with uh, the government, with the uh, medical assisted treatment, med- medicine, uh, it's MAT, I think it's medical assisted treatment. Um, so she's dealing with some of those issues, but she and I had a conversation and we talked about how do we start, what age do we start talking about drugs? And she said something that Gina, Gina, our other Gina, cause they're both Gina now, Gina Slanker said, and mental health is a big issue with addiction. And she believes if we attack the mental health issues first, it would decrease the number of addictions. Austin's going to look this up. So he's not listening right now because he's looking up his definition. So what is the definition? So perspective is a, a particular attitude toward or a way of regarding something. It's basically a point of view. Okay. And what's a perception? Perception is the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. The state of being or process of becoming aware of something through the senses. Same thing. It's a it's a understanding or interpreting something, a mental impression. So I'm correct. Whatever you want to feel, <laughs> you feel is right. <laughs> I feel like I used that word correctly in my statement. I don't know, whatever you want to do. Okay. So anyway. Your choice of words. Okay, my choice of words. So we're getting back to the mental health. Did you hear what I said while you were looking that up? You said something about uh, we have to attack the mental illness as far as helping people with a mental illness will decrease. Decrease what? What were your choice of words? Decrease some of the addiction. Because a lot of addiction, in her opinion and her experiences with the individuals that come through her recovery houses is that they had some kind of hidden trauma or life trauma that caused them to have low self-esteem or caused them to try to mask or hide their feelings and they turn to addiction, to drugs, alcohol, whatever. To what? Why do they turn to addiction? To make themselves feel better. To mask and hide because the addiction, what does that do? When you're using drugs or alcohol, I mean, I can't speak on drugs. I've never used a drug, but when you're using alcohol. You use caffeine or sugar? I use sugar. So you get that high. Right. So you get that high. Maybe not to the extent, but. Not to the extent as explained to us. Affects the same brain. Right. But anyway. So you do that to hide or mask or to make yourself feel better. So it was interesting. We talked for quite a while, but I never really thought about it. We always want to attack addiction. Like we want to tell people, kids, don't use drugs, but we need to find out why they turn to drugs. And in her her experience with the people that live in her recovery houses, they've all had traumatic experiences. It's rare, she said, that you come into one of her recovery houses anyway just because you went to parties 
and you got addicted. It's either you were you had a trauma and it re- it required pain medicine, or you had trauma that you were trying to hide. And this is all based off of her. Yeah, this is just her experiences her and the people that she deals with on a daily basis. But it makes sense. She said everybody goes to the doctor. Well, most people go to the doctor when your kids are younger. You take them to get their physicals every year. The schools require you to have physicals and shots or whatever to get into school. Every year you have to have this physical, even for sports in school. Yeah, I remember for sports, but I don't remember school. Well, that's because we took care of it when you were little. But she said that's all the physical stuff. So you have to be physically healthy to go to school, physically healthy to play that sport. But if we're doing a physical check, why do we not do mental checks, mental health checks on a yearly basis with people? What would that consist of, though? I guess ask questions. Like, people can ask. I just was at the doctor's last week. And she said, well, I have to ask you these questions. She said, so just bear with me. And I said, The only questions I remember is, are you actively having sex or all them, like... All those kind of questions. No, the questions I got asked on Tuesday, she said, just bear with me. I'm required to ask these questions. And she said, did you ever think about killing yourself? Did you ever have a moment where you weren't comfortable, where you couldn't stop crying? But the the preface before it is, I have to ask you these questions. Like, when you say that in that statement, is somebody truly going to answer you? Because you're making... Yeah, Unintentionally, she was making it like... It's no big deal, but I got to ask you this. So if you It'd be are different having than that somebody issue, saying, I, I want to I ask right. you this because I'm, I'm curious or I'm or worried about your health that. or actually care about your health. Basically. Or just say, I have a couple questions for you and not say, I have, you know, yeah, but bear again, with me. I got to ask it's this. It's protecting her, I think, for legal reasons. Like, bear with me? No. I have to ask you these questions. Like, that's her job. Like, if she were just to open up and be like, uh, here's some questions like and then you just i feel like she has to it's like a disclaimer like here i have to i have to ask this for her protection because and she might care she might she has to because it's her job right yeah but i'm just saying to that person that's sitting there are they really going to say oh yeah i'm sure there's an issue i'm sure there's a different yeah i'm sure there's a different approach you can go to make the person feel more comfortable about speaking on the topic or whatnot but like i said i think it's like a disclaimer she has to protect her rights and yeah, just I in know. case something would be like, oh, why are you fucking asking me this question? Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not picking on her per se. I'm just saying in yeah. general, yeah. we tend to just blow over that mental health part of it. Right. And when she was talking to me, I'm like, you know what? Like, I never really thought about it, but you're right. Like, mental health, we don't check on. If somebody calls for a mental health issue, then they get help. And honestly, I was at a meeting two weeks ago where an individual was talking um, to a police officer and was asking him about what his department does in regards to mental health. And he believes that we should have more more assistance with the police departments. Instead of sending a police officer out, you know, let the police officer go and secure with the situation. But then if they're in crisis, instead of the police officer trying to do that, let a crisis person come. De-escalate the, the right. situation. Yeah. And then let somebody come that they're going to be comfortable with. It's not in a uniform that they can relate to. So it really, like, I'm driving home from the gym this morning thinking I was talking to her in the parking lot gym, and I'm thinking mental health. That's interesting. So how, to your point, 
How at what age do you start looking at so speaking? My point. Of, Why do you keep saying that? I didn't make a point. You're gonna make a point. <laughs> you're gonna tell <laughs> to me, my point. Okay. To your point earlier, you asked how did we check that? Did you not just say that a little minute ago? I may or may not have. You I don't have. know. I don't recall. Okay. Well, you did. So anyway, mental health. If we attack that, will actually addiction go down? That's what we're talking about. Like, how do we attack the mental health issue that will prevent some of these individuals from going into the substance abuse? It was just interesting that she, that was just how yeah, she I had felt. A, I had my personal answer, but now I forget what I was going to say. I mean, you listen to a lot of motivational speakers. We were just listening to one before this podcast recorded, and I forget the individual's name, but we were talking about life and love and giving and growing and all the uncertainty in the world, and people get anxious and fear. What did he say about fear? Do you remember? He says that. So Tony Robbins is the is the guy that we were listening to. He has some very valid points, and he believes that. So I don't want to. See, I don't want to put his words into words that aren't exactly his words. I don't want to. Well, you don't have to paraphrase him, but basically, he was saying fear is a physical thing. Yeah, he goes about explaining that, and he talked about courage as well. Yep. But fear is a physical thing. And fear actually affects your body. Like trauma does. Like depression, anxiety, all that comes into play how it affects your body. So there's so much in this mental health. I mean, we talk about all this COVID and we don't get political on here, but we talk about this COVID and people can't go out and people are fearful of dying and things like that in this world today. And there's so much mental health. And I can tell you right now, if you have a mental health issue and you're not suicidal and you just call and say, you know what? I'm feeling blue today. I'm crying. They're going to tell you their next appointment is in two months. So when, when Gina said this this morning, it hit me like she's so right. We are not handling the the true cause of some of this addiction. I think I know what I was going to say. So when it comes down to addiction and uh, any any trauma, I would I would say it comes back to putting the power back into your own hands. So we want to like you and I as an individual, we want to sit here and and a lot of like you made before we we like to sit down and we look at the the whole addiction thing and we just want to like cure it, like the snap of your fingers. Like we just want to find that big thing that will just end it all. Right. And it's just not going to happen that way. It's just not realistic. Right. Right. So we look at, we look at things. I think we oversee things or we overthink things as far as the way we can help people. And you and I can only help people from our standpoint and our experience. Right. So like people that been through addiction, they can talk on on their experiences because they th- they went through it, and they can ex- they can express their experience on how they overcame addiction and the thought process and what they did uh, actively to to 
overcome that addiction, right? They can help people do that. But that one individual that overcame it and their experiences may help a handful of people. But then there's other people that may connect in different ways. See what I'm saying? So it's almost yeah. like you we're gonna need like a group of people from all aspects of uh, of addiction or mental illness or anything to collab and and talk about all of our in, in, our all of our experiences collectively to to help uh, a broad variety of people, right? Yeah. Because it's not gonna take two people. Two people aren't just gonna come up with a, a solution and. And I think that it goes stems back to what we are trying to do here and Alyssa trying to reach out and and shoot other people, organizations, a way to all of us can come together and collab and, and kind of do what I'm saying there as far as pitching our experiences to help a bigger group of people because everybody's experiences are going to help different people, right? So from our standpoint, we can help people who lost a child because we're family members of, a, a, of someone who was in addiction that we had no idea. But then there's also the, the family members that knew about the addiction and then lost their child, right? So there's different – there's a whole bunch of different things that, that go on here. So it's not just going to be a snap of the fingers like one one thing is going to fix all. That's just not how it's going to work. But I believe that – and I've heard this from uh, Jay Shetty. He said you got to meet people where they're at. So you got to meet them at the, where they're at first, right? you got to connect with them. But also I believe you got to give them – they have to – give themselves back that power because in my opinion when you when you're in addiction you're giving your power away to that 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 drug right so now you're saying i need this drug to survive and that's where your brain comes in right where we explore kathy whatever name is explained how it affects your uh, darth vader and like we talked on steven's podcast right right you're basically giving your power away at that point you're saying that you're powerless over this drug so I believe that you have to regain that power. You have to take back your control in your life. And not this is where anybody, and not it, it, I'm not saying yep. it's easy to say this, but and it may take different avenues or uh, maybe a certain trauma to make you realize like, OK, I need to change. Right. Because it comes down to some people will change after that first overdose. Like they'll wake up and be like, wow, like that really opened my eyes. That's that's a trauma in their eyes. And they're like, I really need to like change my ways or it i'm never gonna overcome this so right there they're trying to gain that power back they're saying i'm done with this i'm gaining my power back in my life and then they go from there they're gonna try to start finding the certain steps right and that's the other thing is we can sit here and say uh call somebody or we can give them a solution that we may not know the right solution because we've never been active, right? We've never right. been, exactly. but we can say it's, it's as easy as calling up a, a sober house. Just go there. You'll be fine. Like that's it. No, it's, they're going to have to take steps, steps in their direction that they want to take to, to get to where they want to be. And not every step's going to work for, like I said, with everybody, right? There's going to be different steps for certain people, but I truly believe that and this is with mental illness in general is you have to t- you have to be willing to take your power back in your life whether that's that's giving you confidence like just being active we just listened to this podcast guy said being active is is a very key component to um feeling yourself again like just sweating or like even if it's 30 minutes a day 
but basically what I'm trying to come back to is is gain give give that power back to yourself. Take your power back. Take control of that. And stop giving it away for a, a substance. And you have to do it for yourself. That's true. And we can sit here and say, what well, it, it may not work for uh, everybody as far as doing it yourself. Like some people will actually, and they've, it's hard to say because we've heard stories where people do it for uh, a family member. Like they'll they'll start out with a family member and say like they're they're the reason why I want to get sober, right? Or like uh, their kids, they want to do it for their kids. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it, it's you. Like it it's you in that in that control. Like you you literally have to take back that control, that power that you had, but you gave away, right? And I'm not just talking for addiction. I'm talking in life in general. Right. Mental illnesses. And that it goes back to even when, when, I, when we lost uh, Kyle, right? You could give your – that was a trauma. <coughs> you can say – you can self-pity yourself and say, why me? And victimize yourself and say, why did this happen to me? And, and all this shit. But at the end, you're, you're literally giving your power away at that point, right? You got to take that back utilize that situation to 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 share with other people that that have been through the same thing because those things happen to you for a reason in my opinion so that way you can help other individuals so they can find answers that you're that you were looking for you are the answer now right you're like the blessing so when they when you sometimes you'll hear people say oh i prayed for them or or uh, I prayed for these people or I prayed for their situation. Sometimes you are that prayer that, that you are the blessing of that prayer. Does that make sense? Like you yeah. are the answer to that prayer. Yeah. Well, that's what your speaker just said. Sorry, this I just morning. went on a freaking no, ramp. That's but, okay. But life, I mean, this individual we just listened to, life is love, giving and growing. And so if we're giving people knowledge, we're growing. We've grown through this podcast. People have grown through situations and we're continuing to give because we love and that's what life is about and how we grow but we got a little bit off topic there but I just want to bring it back as I was talking to her today to your point we have so many different stories and so many different people and experiences that we need to collaborate and help all situations cover all situations and bring this awareness to people she and I were talking and we were talking about where do we get where do we educate people because the stigma is still there she was explaining to me that Narcan, you can go get a prescription for Narcan, but people won't because if you go to the drugstore with a prescription for Narcan, they now mark, and I didn't know this, and I don't know, she just said from her experience, they literally, if I would go to the drugstore tomorrow and say that I need Narcan or call my physician and say I need Narcan, your chart now says you're addicted. You're an addiction because your prescription, you just got a prescription for Narcan, which is against... Uh, overdose so now your medical chart could possibly say that you had narcan because okay but they keep record of your prescription so i see what you're saying but what what's what's it really matter at the end of the day it's stigma people don't yeah want but what's it matter like this is where i'm trying to get at that's like, what i'm what's talking it, about what's it matter like we have people to come to care. A, yeah we have to come to a point where we have to be uh we have to be okay with people not understanding your situation and we don't we don't necessarily have to explain our situation we don't, but we need to let other people who are feeling that way, I'm embarrassed or whatever, let them know you're not alone. It's okay. It's okay to, for me to say, 
my son passed away of an overdose. But there's families out there who will not say it and who hide it and continually hide it. And like Gina and I talked this morning, when you're hiding that because of embarrassment, you could pre be preventing getting help for yourself or even that individual because you're embarrassed by it. So you're hiding it. Like yeah. Kyle hid it from us. Why did yeah. he hide it from us? Had he talked to us? Who's it? We don't know. Right. We can't. But we can give a, a good educated guess on why based upon our experiences in our life. And Maybe exactly what Jackie said. He's he not going to tell his, wasn't. he wasn't going to tell his mom that he didn't want to hurt us. But that's my point. If we can talk about it openly, people don't hide cancer. If we can talk about addiction, like we talk about cancer and a disease, and we have all the resources working together to fix some of this so that, that stigma is not there, we're going to be able to help people. But to your point, everybody's doing different things. This mother has a tragic story, and we're going to hear her story. It's different from our story. But in the end, it's very similar. The result at the end is the same. So her story is going to help somebody different than our story is going to help someone. Right. And I just feel like what Alyssa is doing and allowing us to do is bring all these different organizations together. I don't like the fact that we say we have to help people, right? Like, I want to. Yeah, that's that's the key there. Like, I don't you, have to. We need, a, we need a group of people that want to help. Like we want people that want to help not not to come in to feel like they have to because they have a certain experience or a background and they feel like they have to help you should want to help not have to help right well that's what i mean i want to help yeah that's and just my belief no i believe that and it's what you're passionate about but there's so many more people out there just as passionate i've never heard of her organization i've never heard of her but we talked for an hour on the phone like we were friends and it was similar conversations, similar feelings. She has trauma. She talks about trauma. And it was funny because through the conversation, she said she had on-the-go trauma. And I'm like, oh, what's that? And she said, I, I went to therapy, and my counselor said I have on-the-go trauma, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to start to affect me eventually. And I'm like, well, what is that? And she said it's when you have to keep busy so you don't have a minute to stop and think about what's going on or what happened in your life. And I started laughing because I have on-the-go trauma. I keep busy. She's on all these organizations. It was funny. It's like me and you are like so much alike. So my point is through this whole thing, I believe if they want to come on and help, there's so many people out there that we can get something started, whether it's, I don't know. Like, I don't even know. But there's 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 different avenues out there that you and i aren't aware of to your to what you Stop said touching me sorry to what you said like kyle didn't go through rehabs what's a sober house what's a recovery house what's available she has all that information she's going to bring it her sober house she hers are recovery houses but she said i have an mat house and i'm like and i have a treatment house and i'm like i don't know what that means so there's different grants she writes grants to get money for her nonprofit houses where the government gives money. But one of the things we talked about is the government and, and you and I talked about this with an individual. It depends on the political stands when it comes to voting, they're going to change their mind because they want to win their vote. So it may or may not be their true feeling, but drugs, like we need to make everybody aware so that they can talk about it and be comfortable talking about it. But the stigma is still great out there on this topic fuck the stigma well that's easy for you to say 
because you don't care what people think about you. I do to an extent sometimes. I, really... I'm more vulnerable to it than other days. But at the end of the day, it's they're going to have their belief. And and I read this in a book where a lot of times we live by their other people's beliefs, right? So it's our assumptions of what people believe about us. A lot of our life is is due to our assumptions of people and and those people that you're around. So if you go to a, a store and... And we had this perfect example on on Bonnie and Steve's where they they assume their assumptions of other people's opinions are that they're look they're looking at them as they're fat when they're grabbing certain things off the shelf, and that that is not necessarily true. That's your assumption, right? Because now you're imagining that that these people are seeing you stigma or stigmatizing you when they actually aren't. In reality, they're probably thinking the same thing about themselves. Like, what are these people thinking about us? Because I can guarantee you when I go to the store sometimes and I feel this way, sometimes I don't. I just go in and do my thing. But it's like I may think like someone's looking at me and and judging me, stigmatizing me based upon maybe what I'm wearing. Like I, right now, my outfit's like these jeans should be thrown away. But I don't care. I wear them out in public. People are going to look at me. But are they really stigmatizing me or are we both stigmatizing ourselves? We're both assuming that each other are – it comes down to your assumptions and, and your your imagination. Like everything that I've been reading is so powerful and like listening to Tony Robbins. It, it all comes down to your internal. You have to fix your internal first. And that, that comes back to um, – I'm reading a book also where it's it's basically saying like you are you're limitless. You you have these so the way you're living your life right now is assumptions of what you have about your life. So your your result of how you thought in the past. Does that make sense? Yes. So to to get to a new to a new level of thinking or a new way of life, a new way of consciousness, you have to start thinking differently. If you want something different, you got to start doing things that you've never done before. You ever hear that quote? Yes. I'm courage, not just pulling courage. these out of my book bag. Uh, like no, book no, bag. I get like, it. The courage, scared shitless, but do it anyway. By no, Yeah, by no means. Like, And and I have a friend who uh, listens to these, and she calls me out on the same shit. She's like, well, it's easy for you to say. and I and Because I talk about, I'll, I'll admit it, I am, uh, I'm a lot of talk, right? Because I talk about moving to Texas. Have I done that yet? No. I talk about quitting my job. Have I done that yet? No. It, I'm involved in these things too. Like I, oh, we all are. It's life. Sometimes it's easier to coach it than actually do it, right? And that's how I feel. Like most of the times when I I find myself in a conversation with someone, I'm very passionate about saying certain things or or giving certain examples because it's it's things that I want to apply to my life, but I don't because of whether it's fear or or the way I live or like my my mindset basically but it all comes back to your internal like you have to believe that if you really think about it at the end of the day you are limitless like there's there's no cap to what you can do in this life none you can literally change your life tomorrow like this is gonna this will blow your mind just think about it you do this occasionally when i'm you are limitless like possibilities are unlimited like you it's infinite Life is basically infinite. So what I'm trying to say is like even your mindset. 
you you can change your your mindset. You can, like I said before, you can take that power back and and say this is it. Like this is I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of being this way. Like don't be that victim and say like oh why me? Why is this happening to me? Why did they do this to me? You have control, hundred percent control over your own thoughts and your own being. You got to be careful what you're consuming and the people around you. Hence why you don't listen to the news. Yeah, just like Tony Robbins said, stop listening to the news. It's it's all negative. And he said, and I agree with him, those people aren't bad people, the news anchors, whatever you want to call them. They're not bad people. They're just there to make money. They're making a living for their, their family as well, right? Because they're, they're trying to get everybody to view whatever their topic is or whatever that is. And they're going to do whatever they can to, to do that so they can they can make money and, and provide for their family, right? And it's your choice to watch it or not. Your experiences are good. Like those, you're going to remember those experiences, whether good or bad, because they're going to either going to teach you a lesson or they're a blessing. Jesus. He doesn't read much, but you see what I'm saying? If you're creating a dream, it has to be that dream has to come from somewhere. So it, it comes to- from your imagination. Well, your imagination. Your imagination is, based is on... like the most powerful thing you have. Yeah, but your imagination Think about it. has to be based on right something. now. Right now, listen. Right now, you can imagine yourself anywhere in the world that you want. You can close your eyes and you can go to that place, and you can feel like you can almost feel as if you're there. Like it's tangible. Like you're there. You're feeling the sand, the gritty sand. And you're you're here in the ocean, right? How do you know I'm at the beach? I don't know if you're at the beach. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, that's that's your power. Like, like your imagination is so powerful. Which, what is your imagination telling you? It's not that it's telling me. I'm telling my imagination. Then what are you telling it? Whatever I want. <laughs> Where are you going? Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. It's, it's good conversation. You're absolutely right. Yeah, by no right. means am I right. I'm just... No, I like that you're throwing... The conversation we're having right now... Um, listeners is is conversations that we have periodically throughout the week when we get on the phone or if I stop over and he's reading a book or whatever and some of them like I come home and I'm my head's spinning so what he's throwing out here is just ideas and in all fairness I mean one of the topics is mental health but all this truly can be a positive and help with your mental health yeah and I told dad this the other day and it it applies to me and you and everybody is you can listen so much but when you when are you going to actually do something about it? Like when you when are you going to actually take action? Because that's when it really matters. That's when you're going to start changing. That's when you're going to start having experiences, whether you see them as good or bad. Some people see bad experiences as good experiences because they would have never got to where they were if they didn't ever failed, right? They think that's a good experience. Well, that's that quote I posted on the page the other day. Appreciate, so even if it's a bad experience, you learn from it. So, But is it good or bad? It's on how you interpret it. It's good because you learn something from it. It's right. not a waste of time if you fail at something because you learn something from another it. Another one. I'll give you another one. Okay. <laughs> the problem with people right now is they believe that they, have, they shouldn't have any problems. Well, minimal. <laughs> I like minimal problems. Or sh- I don't really I'll have put any it, I'll put it in this. The, do I'll we put, have problems? I'll put it in these words. Or do we have situations? I'll put it in these words. The problem is negative situation. The problem that with people right now. There's no problem. Is they don't think they should have challenges in their life. Because challenges develop 
you to grow. They they create experiences for you to grow. For, when you see things as I brought this up before, when you look at a problem, you, people think problems you can't solve, right? Most people think that a problem is a problem because you can't solve it. It will it will never solve. It. But when you look at it as a challenge, if I challenge you with something, what are you gonna say first? Oh, I'm ready. I'm gonna yeah, I'm no, gonna I'm hit just this challenge. Saying, Hell yeah, I got this. Don't if I challenge, challenge me you to, to a chocolate cake challenge, who's gonna eat it first? You're gonna be like, yeah, I'm I'm down. Like I'll challenge you to that. If you challenge me not to eat it, I'm not so eating it. So what I'm trying it. to say but is, if you tell me not to eat it, I'm gonna. It's eat okay it anyway. to have challenges slash problems in your life, however you want to look at it, because they're gonna create no problems. They're gonna create That's you. Negative. They're gonna create you. It's on how you see it and how you interpret it. A lot of things in your life are how you see it. It's based off your own opinion, right? So. That's the other thing is we go through life thinking we know everything. <laughs> Me. Why? How do you know everything? I don't. Right. But I know a lot more than you. <laughs> Isn't that why they say God gave us two ears and, and one mouth? Why? Because we're supposed to listen more than we speak. Okay. Keep talking. But without challenges, you're never going to grow. That's true. We have challenge. We had challenges in our our family, a lot of different ones. Kyle passing. Did that make us grow? Look what we're doing now. You're divorced. That's a challenge. You're growing as an individual now. You're finding out who you truly are. That's true. So where you are today is based upon the challenges you had out throughout your life, and that's. When you when you conquer those challenges and you experience those experiences, that's when you can actually help people that are going through the same thing. And that's where you can apply love, passion, empathy, Giving, growing. You just wrap this and re- all up. In return, <laughs> in return, that's fulfillment in your life. You're not only growing now from your experiences and your challenges, but now you're given, and that's going to create fulfillment in your life. <laughs> Where do you, what the fuck? <laughs> Philosopher here. He just wrapped it up. He just sum, summarized the whole podcast. Um, so, all right. So one of these quotes before we end this, now that people are going to be thinking about this. If you ever need to talk, Austin's available. Just look him up. Send him a comment. Uh, he likes this stuff. He reads this stuff. He learns from this. And honestly, it does help. I mean, we talk about helping people, but... It is positive, and the things that you do, um, one of the things that I wrote down when we were just listening to this speaker is, if you get in your head, you are dead. And a lot of people get in their head. Explain it. How do you see that statement? When I see that statement, a lot of people we get in our head, we assume, especially nowadays, more so with the social media that we have, I often say this with text messages. You cannot, I use full sentences with periods. I don't use all capitals, but sometimes if my caps locks on, I'll send something and Dylan said to me the one day, are you mad? And I said, why? I'm not mad. And he goes, well, you used all caps on your text. And I'm like, well, that's just because my cap was on and I started typing and I didn't change it. How many times do we misinterpret or get in our head when we read a text and think, oh my gosh, are they mad at me? I have a friend that does it all the time. Oh, I thought I said something wrong. And all of a sudden, I get like five or six texts apologizing for I don't even know what. Because they misinterpreted my text message. It's their assumptions. Right. 
but you get in your head and you assume things and that's what it means to get in your head. How you many of you guys go to work? How many of you listeners go to work? Think about this right now. And you assume that uh, your employer or another employee is either trying to attack you or whatever it is. You're assuming that, but they don't actually – them themselves don't actually – that's not that. their that's not their intention but you assume that and therefore you're discounting your relationship with that person because you're assuming you're making assumptions about how this person's responding to you based upon your assumptions of them so now you're you're basically labeling them right just same thing as as stigma okay right. you're labeling that person and therefore you're disqualifying them as as a person or individual that you see them as okay so now not not that they're they're not your boss anymore you see them as uh as a prick or like an asshole or whatnot, when you actually don't even know that person, you don't even know what that's going on through their life. Because they could have a bad. What day if they're going through a divorce yeah. right now? Yeah, I get it. Or they lost someone, and you're sitting here assuming that they're a prick. It's the same thing with your text messages. You're you're gonna interpret it, your text messages, the way you want to interpret them. Period. No period. Emoji. No emoji. You're trying to attach an emotion to a, a text, context. Like that's that's just text. See it as it is, read it, and, and move on. If you really want true emotions, call the motherfucker up and ask them. Yeah, but they don't you answer. Like, People don't answer the phone anymore. Like you can have a whole conversation, and one, one side of that conversation, that person is dead serious. And the other side of that conversation, you're just totally joking. And that happens to me a lot because I'm a very sarcastic person. You run your sentences together? No, I, I don't. I do that. I do periods. I don't type the letter U. I type out Y-O-U. You're always going to understand my text. I do not brief, shorten anything. But the whole point of it is we all get in our head, and we all, to your point, we assume that things are happening around us that aren't necessarily happening. People looking. How many times do you go, I just did this yesterday. Why is that guy staring? Like, what's, what's wrong with him? He may not have been staring. He may have been just thinking about something and his eyes may have just looked at that way, but he wasn't really staring or thinking about anything. But right away, you're like, oh, is there something wrong with me? Like, Yeah, think about how many times you're out. People are looking at me. Is something wrong? I don't got that much. But I'm saying everybody. Like, yeah. you guys are listening. Just think about, like, anytime you go out. A perfect example is when I talk to you about drivers. How many yeah. times do you assume somebody's an asshole on the street when they're driving? Just basically... When they when you're cruising down the highway and they zoom past you, right away you're like, well, "That's a fucking asshole." Well, what if they have to take a shit or a piss or something, <laughs> or they have an emergency? A lot of the way we live our life is assumptions. That's true. And when you put a label on yourself, you tend to limit yourself. You, yeah, you tend to you limit yourself. You live towards that label, so you foresee yourself as an individual, and so you try to live to that. But you're more than that. You're more than that. You got to open up your yourself to to your higher self. No, I get it. You are you do limit yourself when you when you predict your future or you see yourself as this particular person. That's what you live to. Like all your goals and dreams go to that point. That's where I want. When I get older, when I grow up, I want to be this. And so everything that you do, all of your actions go towards that. And you're limiting yourself because there could be so much more than that. Right? And worrying about what, it's just crazy what everybody to me, else like, says. 
and in this whole process in life it's you're worried about what everybody else says and does it really matter i'm seeing a lot on social media and i post a lot of of uh, phrases on our page but a lot of it comes down to not worrying about what other people think stay out of your head or you're dead i love that because <laughs> everybody gets in their own head and like i said like i'm in the same boat as everybody else i got shit i gotta work on too oh we all do nobody's perfect but if we can help each other yeah we're all in this together we're gonna love grow and give that's what dom told me we're all in this together we are we're in this world together so let's make it a positive all right guys well we thank you for listening um just listen to some of the stuff and just think about yourself again feel free to comment ask us questions if you think i'm wrong on something i'm i'm open to <laughs> to different possibilities okay folks thank you for another episode coming up on the next couple episode episodes um can't talk we're gonna have some more interviews with some people so i'm looking forward to that so thanks and have a good week and we'll catch you on the next one see you